Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you um, just for what you put in our hands, what you've given us to steward. Uh, we just pray that as we speak on this topic that you just uh, give us revelation and wisdom. Everything that's relevant for those to hear, Father, I pray that you bring it to the forefront of our minds. Yes, God. Um, and we just thank you for this opportunity, God, just to be able to be uh, the church in this way, to evangelize in this way. We just yeah. praise you and we thank you for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Say amen. It's the Greater Podcast. Here back right. with the last episode. I say the first half year hurt. That's how you know it's been a long week. Nah, go ahead, bro. Man. The first God half of the year. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's wow. we're recording on a, a non. I'm out of it. We're recording on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Ah, uh, yeah. We're usually fresh in the morning. Maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah. Oh, it's at like four o'clock just now recording. Yeah. We're usually. Yeah. Saturday yeah, morning recording, but this is a Sunday. So but you know, God is still good. Sunday he gonna move even more. You know what I'm saying? And this is Moses here. If y'all didn't know, it's Gabe right here. Sam is present, and we have a guest. My sir, Sam McKimberbody. Boy, we this gonna introduce man. you, <laughs> hey, look, man, real quick, real eager. No, hey y'all, look at my man, Sam. So I was like, it don't matter. We about to introduce you, happen? bro. All right, my bad. Nah, go ahead, go ahead. We got. Go ahead, Moses. Introduce him, man. We got. Wow, I'm jumping in. Right. <laughs> that's actually a first, but actually that's probably on us. We didn't, we didn't let this man know. We did. We was too busy. But normally, rapping. when someone says I'm about to introduce you, you need to wait for the person. Now to my followers. You. Nah, now y'all followers <laughs> think I'm weird. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> nah, nah, bro. We are cooking this. All right, all right, all right, nah, but nah, going, man, bro. we have a, we have a great guest. Um, <laughs> somebody sad. that um, honestly, bro, like Sam, I I don't even remember the the first time I met you. I that's I said that about a lot of people, bro. Honestly, like I said that about 82, right. but I don't, I don't remember the first time I met you, but I remember like, you know, this guy is what he's, he's about what he says he's about, bro. Mm. And mm. I've always seen that about you. I know we're not going to get too deep into it, but we have Sam with us today. Yes, sir. I'm a Ooh. guy that does a lot. You know what I'm he saying? Lot, yeah, yeah, definitely a, a spiritual man. leader in our community, man. Like, yeah, man. I know for me, I've been able to see Sam just, you know, like blossom into who he is, you know, um, I, you know, I know Sam for a couple of years and. Just being able to see his like dedication to Christ, but not I think, you know, to me he's just one of those people who weren't very like stiff growing <laughs> in Christianity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, the basketball ideology a little bit iffy. Yeah. You know <laughs> right, 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 right. Dang. But you know what I'm saying? Like you know, but yeah, no, nah, I just I really respect Sam. I think he's done a lot for our community um here in the DMV, you know, as far as like the people he's been able to reach and you know, just like the way he converses about the things of God. So, yeah, man. And one thing I say is this man has a vocabulary like none other. Mm. We was literally talking before the pod. And he also has a YouTube channel. So if you want to tune in, go ahead. He'll plug that in. But I'll be listening. I'll be like, yo, the words that this man be saying. <laughs> I'm like, even when we were talking, I didn't want to say nothing because I, I, what you were saying was good. But I was like, yo, I'm going to need to look that one up. <laughs> but it's a married man. Yes, sir. A man of God, yes, sir. a preacher, a teacher, um, a good dude, man, and we're happy to have you here. We're going we're gonna to get into a lot today. Like I said, this is our last episode before, actually, 
Before I do Wait, that, yeah, let's let tell us a little First bit more about what we did. Is it my turn? You know what I'm saying? You good now, bro? I'm good now. We clear. Do I have your approval? Everybody. Hey guys, I'm Sam. Right. Um, thank you for the introduction. First of all, thank you for inviting me here. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, man, you guys are really, really cool people. Sam, I knew you for a while mm-hmm. when you used to go by what iPhone only. <laughs> Yo. Do you even remember that? IPhone I remember only? on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. I, don't um, know, I don't know that Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gabe, obviously a really cool guy. Moses, same here. You guys are all really cool people. Um, yeah, you said everything about me. I'm in school too. Oh, wow. Did you know that? Nah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm in school. I'm getting a PhD in organizational leadership. A doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more year to go. So y'all pray for me about that. I guess I said it recently because, man, like I had to take an exam that was like brutal. So, bruh. Did you pass? Still with you? I'm now. still waiting for the results. Oh. <laughs> hey man, we think we'll see. Like we thank God, God in pass, advance, bro. bro. Amen, amen, amen. But yeah, just tell the people. Um, I guess a little bit of what you're passionate about. I know you have a few things going on. Um, we were talking about before, but yeah, just a, a quick glimpse into you know the man that you are outside of the the titles and accolades and, and things of that nature. Yeah, um, I'm very passionate, really. I think as of recent, I've been really, and I was sharing with you all a little earlier, um, I'm really passionate about men. (laughs) That sounds funny, but I am passionate about (laughs) gathering men, being around men, and growing with men. I feel like, you know, uh, society has not been doing the best with, you know, catering to us. Um, and so I'm really just all about trying to empower men. Mm. I think that's where I've been at in this space. Also, I've been in a space where uh, I really desire to grow as a husband. Yeah. Um, I've been married for three years now, hey. going on three years now. Congrats. And I re- thank you. Yeah. But I realize that I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure you guys can all relate. Like yeah. literally when I was single, I was like, bruh, I'm the man. Like mm. nobody can check me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, I am KD, LeBron, and Steph Curry. You wow. hear me? Uh, but then when I met Lou, I'm just like, man, I'm Ben Simmons, right. y'all. Robert like, Horry. <laughs> Robert yeah, Horry. Even a Robert team player, Horry. bro. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Absolutely. Bro. Get one three in a so, corner and call bro, it a rash that, that is actually an amazing analogy, dog. So, it is, though. So it's clutch moments, bro. It is, though. Yeah. So uh, I'm in a space where I'm passionate to uh, learn to be a better husband um, and a family man. So, yeah. That's yeah, good, man. That's good. Yeah. That's definitely good. Yeah, so um, this episode is actually going to be on man and fatherhood, or manhood and fatherhood, more so manhood, because you only, we got a father here, not too We have some spiritual fathers, I guess, but <laughs> physically, we got one. We can only talk about manhood. But um, before we hop into that, we figured it'd be best if, you know, this being our last episode before the fall, um, we're going to take July and August off. And then come back in the fall. But we just want to do a temp check. Um, we did one, I think, at the beginning of the year. Um, but, yeah, man, it's always good to check in, especially, like, as men. I know this is something that I don't do as much as I should. Um, so we're going to go through just, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, rate ourselves 1 to 10. Um, and then I guess just explain the one that, you know, you feel like you should you want to explain or expand upon the most. So I know for me, I'll, I'll go through physically. I'll say I'm probably like an 8 or a 9. I've been... Actually, yeah, let me just say, I'll say my ratings and then say which one. Spiritually, I've been, uh, I give myself like a seven, 
7.5. And then emotionally, I'll probably give myself 7, 7.5 as well. It's hard to explain which one is the most important. But I'll say uh, emotionally. I'll say no judgment, bro. It's no judgment. Go ahead. <laughs> I was looking man, around like, did I shoot the right one? I'll say emotionally. And I feel like. You got to filter everything. You got to protect right. other people. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's funny because. <laughs> <laughs> can't, you can't say who's been stressing you out. Right. <laughs> Everybody in my life I love so much. Yeah, hey, old, man. They don't give me any stress. Oh, man. Tap into that real quick. Right. But I'll say emotionally. It's funny because. I mean, I think I mentioned on the pod before. I've been listening, reading this book, listening. I do audio, audible, um, but the emotionally, spiritually, emotionally spiritual leader, or spiritually emotional, one of the two, mm-hmm. by um, Pete Cascaris, something like that. Scazzaro. Yeah, it's Pete Cascaris. Yeah, Pete You got this, bro. But um, yeah, honestly, um, I've been reading that book, and it's been just a newfound revelation of what it means to like be emotionally healthy, and how that literally impacts like every other area of your life. Um, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, all that, and how a lot of us feel as though like you know because we're in leadership positions or we're in um, you know doing great in our careers, great financially. Um, our families look good from the outside in that we're like good, but if emotionally, like I feel like I'm really starting to really grasp a lot of my feelings and grasp how to react to those feelings. You know, I'm, I'm learning a lot of my life. I've had to learn it on my own because I haven't really vocalized it. You know, I haven't really talked about how I feel about certain situations and I'm not saying like I'm a hundred percent there vocalizing all of them now, but you know, just learning to understand like and identify why I'm feeling this way today or identifies like why somebody doing this makes me feel some type of way. Right. Right, right. Or even identifying like why I act this way in certain relationships versus others. Um, Yeah. That's, that book has been great for me and it's still a learning process, but I think, like I said, I'm at like a 7.58 now, but you know, I'm definitely working my way up um, there. So yeah, that's that's my little temp check. Yeah, I would say for me, I'm um, emotionally. Usually, I'm higher, but I feel like mostly I'm like I'm a rising six. Like mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I was maybe like a five. This past couple of weeks slash months just been a little harder. You know, like. Um, yeah, emotionally and physically, I think I'm at a seven. Funny enough, uh, <laughs> funny enough. Our guest Sam's wife is I. She's our. She's my nutritionist, dietitian. Sorry. So she's been helping me with like just wellness as a whole, um, or whatever. And so pretty much, I think just you know having conversations with her and assisting me, I feel like I'm in a better place, eating well, like moving well, and stuff like that. And then spiritually, I think um, spiritually, I would say maybe I would say eight. So I think I'm doing well in certain areas, but. I think there's just certain things that are missed upon me, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like quiet time and communion, you know, like I'm doing the Bible reading, I'm doing mm-hmm. the acts, you know what I'm saying, in order to feed my spirit, man, mm-hmm. but the time with God is like, you know, and this week I literally was about to like go do something, I just stopped, like I just stopped where I was walking, I was like, God, I'm going to acknowledge you, like, mm-hmm. and then that turned into a time of prayer, so yeah. I was glad that that happened, because I think weeks before that, I was praying for hunger, mm-hmm. and I think it manifests itself in that way, you know, for me to be like, 
just stop in the middle of my day and be like, you know, I'm about to take this next 10 minutes to give to you. Like, you know, and I just started talking to God and then, you know, allow him just being quiet and allow him to talk back to me um, or whatever. But yeah, I just, I would just say emotionally, like, you know, I think that, you know, when you're married and you have family and stuff, you have to, it gets, it's at certain points, it gets hard to manage, you know, like the life that you hold responsibility for, for your family and your wife versus like your own, you know, mm-hmm. like emotional yeah. health, you know, so, Man. and you have to learn new ways to express it and things of that nature. So, you know, I think, like I said, when I say rising, I think I'm on the way back up. I think I'm coming out of that season, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. because conversations are being had and help is 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 on its way and it's here. So, you know, for me, I would just say definitely like <laughs> rising six. But yeah, everywhere else, I think I'm I'm in a good place because I'm I've been actively pursuing those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say for me, physically, I'm probably at like a six seven. I started going to. Well, I didn't start going to the gym. I went to the gym. <laughs> I love it though. I, I, went I to, loved it. I, I went to the gym. I went to the gym last week with my wife. So she's been going to the gym consistently for about like a month now. Every every morning at like seven a.m. She'll leave the house. Um, so one time I was like out of just support. Let me just go one time. Yeah. Uh, so I went um, and it felt good. But did I go the next day? No, I did not. Um, so just pray for consistency. Um, I think physically. I mean, sorry, emotionally, I probably give myself like a a seven as well i think i'm trying to navigate how to like create boundaries within like my family mm. as far as like the um obligations you feel like you have because they're your family and yeah them feeling like they're entitled to your time because yeah. they are your family um entitled to give certain things so i'm just trying to navigate like how do i approach that and having those conversations with like whether it's my mom or whether it's my sisters or whatever the case may be um and then um what was the last one spirit did i say spiritually already no, no spiritually i'll give myself like a six um, I feel like it consistency. I feel like as far as just like reading the word and actually like the long time, similar to what you said, Gabe, um, I think that is definitely a lack that I have in my life right now. But I think as far as just like, so one thing I started to do my wife every morning, not every morning, um, but like maybe like every other day, is just like to wake up at a certain time and just pray together. Uh, first, so first we'll just worship and then we'll just pray. We'll ask each other, hey, you have any prayer points? And then we'll just pray over one another. And I think it's just like, there's been like a lot of insecurities that I've had like growing up as far as like what it looks like to lead spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, so every now and then I'll feel like I'm not doing a great job as far as like leading her. Yeah. And then like eventually like having kids and being able to lead my family as well. Um, so it's just, you know, just trying to navigate like what that looks like. Also trying to like research what manhood looks like. Um, because I feel like it's also assumed sometimes that you're supposed to know Bruh. what um, no manhood is supposed all, to be. Yeah. But even if you ask someone what manhood is, like I remember my wife asked me, like, what is what does manhood even mean to you? Right. And I couldn't really like even explain. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was just like, you know so what? Everybody like, let got me... different answers, Legit. right? You Legit. know. So it's just I don't know, just trying to be a lot more like self aware, yeah, um, and being a lot more gracious because like I'm someone who easily beats myself up. Like on the outside, people can be like, oh, you're doing a great job and you're doing this, you're doing that. But like internally, I feel like I'm still missing the mark in, in yeah. certain regards. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's why I really just, like, I always try to remain humble as far as just, like, because I know there are areas of my life that people may not necessarily see right. that I know that I need to work on. You know, yeah. it's not always about Fair. the outward appearance. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. For me, physically, I think I'm at an eight. Only because, you know, COVID weight, I'm trying to work Bruh. on that. <laughs> that COVID-19. Yeah, like man, that thing Literally. took more than, like, man. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, so, I think I'm at eight there. Uh, I say emotionally, I think 
I'm a rising six. I like the way you said it. Uh, I'm in a season of life where family, oh man, like there's so much pressure with like external family and mm. like it creates a huge burden on our marriage. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, you know, as a single person, it's easy for you to kind of like brush it under the rug. I can deal yeah. with that later because mm. of self-management. Exactly. You, you know how to navigate. But then when you're dealing with a whole nother individual that you have to be accountable to, right. you actually have to be healthy, right? Like, Man. <laughs> you can't be toxic because mm. it, it just, it, it, your it marriage will implode. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And so uh, I'll say a rising six uh, only because like, I think I'm at a season now where I'm able to have that self-awareness to understand, okay, Sam, this is how I feel. This is what I should be doing. Mm. This is what I should be choosing. Mm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'll say a rising six. As far as spirituality, I'll give myself a seven. Um, and only because I feel, for me personally, there is a connection between spirituality and emotion yeah. um, and mental health, all of that. Yeah. There's a connection for me there. Mm. And I feel like I'm walking with God in a different season of life. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, like I said, family before growing up was pretty chill for the most part, but now I'm in a season of life where I'm I can't control things, you yeah, know. Yeah. And my words, I mean, praise God for them, but when it's with family, like Bruh. they don't care about all of that. They nah. care about what they want and mm -hmm. what they feel is right. Yeah. And so uh, I'll say a seven because it's like I'm in a whole different space with God. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to figure out what what should I be praying for, mm -hmm. or what is my expectation? What does that look like? You yeah. know, should I believe that? You're gonna turn their hearts around tomorrow. Doesn't like what does that look like? And yeah. so it's a really interesting space. And so I'm trying to navigate that. Mm -hmm. So I think I covered everything physically, spiritually, and mentally. Yeah. 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 Nah, that's real. I feel like from both Sam's, I pulled like I, I like from Sam Sam ambitions. That's how I have to do this a lot. From, uh, from his point of just like people seeing the outside and seeing that it look good, but you beat yourself up. Like I, I'm right there. Like even the whole leading thing and preparing for marriage, I'm just like, yo, Moses, your quiet time right now. You engaged and you're going through the marriage process. Like you need it. You're quiet. I beat myself up. Like you need to be better with your quiet time. You need to be better with this. Lock in. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I I'm struggling between like. Not beating yourself up too much and also giving yourself grace. Yeah. Um, but still understanding like these spiritual disciplines are crucial. Important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're yeah. they're nah. big. So I'm in that like, you know, wrestling stage there. Um and of course like, you know, going through premarital, that's something that I'm I'm really, really looking forward to because I was like, yo, I need y'all to get up like dig deep because mm -hmm. yeah. I want all the all I want all the smoke. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like yeah. up front, I want all of it. Legit. So that when it comes to the real thing, mm -hmm. you know how they say when you practice, the practice should be the hardest thing. Mm -hmm. Once you get into the game, I'm not saying marriage is going to be easy, but like the prepare, preparation that you put forth at yeah. the beginning will help ease things. And um, even even to interrupt for two seconds and not going a long tangent, but I I do think like when you when you do like premarital, when you bring up certain topics and allow that to like come to the forefront and y'all struggle with those things on that side, it makes the beginning in your honeymoon mm. phase, it extends your honeymoon phase mm. because y'all are creating solutions to problems to come. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. that, when you prepare. So when you get to the other side, you know, I know for me and Deb, like it took us a while before we had like a fight fight. And even that, the intensity of it wasn't drastic 
per se because we were used to conversing about conflict. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't avoid our conflict because in premarital we had to face it head on. Mm-hmm. So we already had practice, you know, practice rehearsing what it looks like to have conflict, mm-hmm. you know, and how to approach it or whatever. So I do think it's like premarital, bring all those problems up now, like, you know, find people who will challenge you. Yeah. 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 And then even with uh, what you were saying, Sam, about um, just walking with God in a new season of life and like even you were saying about family, right? And how how you need to deal with, you guys have to deal with things together, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that now because I'm like, yo, I hear something, I react completely different. I'm not going to be stressed. I'm going to be chilling like mm-hmm. All right, they say this, I'm not phased by it, but I realize my significant other may be phased by yep. it. So I can't come to a place where it's just like, yeah, like I'm good. You need to figure it out. Yep. It's more so, how am I serving you to help you also figure it out? Right. And not even just you figure it out, but how do we figure it out together? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we navigate this space? And this is just like a foreign land to me, bro. Because, like you were saying, single year, you, KD, LeBron, Mm-hmm. James, like, mm-hmm. put me in the game, coach. I'm good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, in a one-person one sport. But now this is somebody where, you know, you guys are, are – I'm realizing, like, in engagement season, we're, we're, we're realizing how we're going to operate as a team. Mm-hmm. And that's a new space, man. Bro, yeah. you go from you going from being a tennis player to a NASCAR driver. For you understand sure. what I'm saying? Like, analogy sake. Break, break that down. Tennessee, pl- tennis players, you know what I'm saying, you step on the court. It's you, your coach. Mm-hmm. You know, like – but when you're on the court, you're relying on you. Mm. You run back and forth. You're hitting the ball, mm. mano y mano with the person. That mm. other opponent being life. NASCAR, <laughs> you have a pit crew. Mm. You have people relying on you. That's good. You're relying on them. There are people helping you tune up different parts of your body. Wow, wow, you know wow. what I'm saying? Like That's it's good. just different levels. You know, NASCAR drivers are never them. You know, like yeah. you have to take lap. Once you're taking laps around, you have to stop at your pit crew. That's mm. so Those good. people have to help you keep going. You know what I'm saying? So like a NASCAR driver without a pit crew, support circle, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're not getting far. You know what I'm saying? Like your car is blowing up, you're having issues during your laps, stuff like that. Versus, you know, like somebody who does have a pit crew, they're helping you change your oil maintenance for Mm -hmm. your soul. Mm -hmm. You know, just different things to build you up to improve your car. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like because that car is a part of your team too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just Yeah, man. It it the elevation from, you know, like single to marriage is is crazy. I know this ain't a marriage this ain't a marriage episode. But I'm saying like like realizing this is this is even this this even goes beyond that. Like oh yeah. The understanding of that that this life, this main character, um, what was the word? Main character symptom, right? Where you yeah. feel like it's just you mm-hmm. and you're walking through this life by yourself yep. and you're the only one you care about. But like I'm realizing this engagement stuff and all that, it should be a reflection of how other areas of my life are. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And even when we're, what we're going to talk about of, of manhood and fatherhood, like I'm realizing like my life, these spiritual disciplines, being emotionally healthy, all this stuff is not just affecting me. Nope. I'm the foundation of it, but like this will affect another generation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This will yeah. affect my friend group. This, could, yeah. this is going to affect my family. You know what I'm saying? So once you start thinking of the bigger picture, the team and 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 social aspect of it, it's like, yeah, it, it puts on a weight on you. But if you're walking with the Holy Spirit and walking in community, like I'm learning that that burden is being lifted off me a little more. And just hearing like all these other guys like talking about it, 
it's just like it's 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 freeing in yeah. a sense. Yeah. 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 Now I will say this because I I think it actually ties in well with manhood mm-hmm. in that you know Gabe's analogy reminded me of the essence of you know the whole idea of coming together, which is being that safe space, right, mm-hmm. for our individual partner. And so I think that that's very critical because that, that's what I'm learning, you know, and that's what's so hard to navigate because, again, like I have the, within myself, I have the individual skills, mm-hmm. you know, to communicate, to, you know, I can do all of that. Yeah. But then when you think about it from the NASCAR point of view, it's like if Lou is driving and she doesn't trust her uh, her pit, her team, she's going to keep driving. You know, yeah, she's just yeah, going to continue yeah. to drive. Man, mm-hmm. this... Because she's going to say that there is no competency, there is no uh, safe area for me to just rest and get that recharge to right. move forward. Or lack of trust. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Oh, sorry. I'm not used to this, you guys. Saying, you saying some good stuff. Yeah. I don't want the people to hear <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm not used to this. Forgive me. Um, but yeah, uh, like I was saying, like if she does not trust her cockpit, if she doesn't trust her team, then she's just not going to rest there, mm, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think that's actually critical Man. for manhood, both and, right? Like it's critical for us to be safe places because that's what we're designed to, that's what God has called us to be, a safe place for our significant other to blossom in, you know, whatever field and industry, whatever, or whatever respective life that they're in. But Mm -hmm. then also, I think it's critical for us as men, which we're not told to do, is to advocate what you need in order for your significant other to be a safe place. Yeah. Because um, I'm reminded of the Bible. The Bible said the reason why Samson did what he did, and we all know the story, is because he did not have a place to lay his head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so mm-hmm. I feel like it. we also as men need to know how to communicate what we need in our individual a partner so yeah. that they can be that safe yeah. place. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the hard part, the hard part is, um, you know, and I think, well, I'll let you like transition this in because <laughs> I think this is something that's important nah, to the topic. Nice. But you know, the hard part is as men, we're not, we're not, we're taught to provide and not express. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, so we're providing everything but our emotions and our yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it's just it's it's hard for us to step into relationships. And it's hard for us to say, yeah, this is how I want to be loved to somebody mm. because we're usually, you know, like anytime we emotionally, and I think we're getting out of that era of life where men are like, you know, don't cry, you a boy, get up, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> type stuff, you know, yeah. like legit, um, you know, and so I know that for men, it's just like harder for us to express because we weren't given those avenues when we grew up. Like, yeah. if you talked a lot, you talk too much. Mm. Men don't talk that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. why are you always doing this? Or, mm. you know, like, if you ever express something of sensitivity, you're not a man. That's not mm. what men do. You know, like, mm, that kind nice. of stuff was in our upbringing. So it was like, you know, those things make it harder for us to teach somebody how to, yeah. you know. Um, That's real. Yeah. And even if it's to the promise line. Go ahead. And I was just about to say, and even if it's not, like, shaming you for expressing yourself, it's more so... Cause my parents didn't shame me, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But they also didn't teach me. So like you'll have like families where they won't say, like, why are you crying? You're acting like a girl. They won't say that. But it's just like when it comes to like expressing how you actually feel about something, you actually really don't know how. Mm-hmm. But then you get in a situation where you do become married and you have to now because before when it's just like you and some of your friends, depending on how close you are to people, you may not necessarily have to tap into like deeper aspect of who you are yeah. Yeah. as far as like expressing yourself. Yeah. But then like the moment you do get married, it's more like 
you almost have no choice because things are going to bother you. Things are going to make you feel a certain type of way. And like, you have to find it within yourself to be able to express what's wrong. Because at some point, you'll right. get irritated by things and you're not necessarily knowing why it's irritating you. Mm. And you're not trying to communicate it, but you don't. You just simply don't know how. Yeah. Um, so there's that factor as well. It's just like not being taught on how to express yourself as a man. Yeah. That's right. Um, so. Nah, yeah. This is, I mean, honestly, like this whole, this whole episode coming together is like a God moment, you know, because we... After the last pod, me and Gabe talked, We were, or me, Gabe, Sam, we all talked about, like, what the next episode was going to be. We thought it was going to be, you know, the why haven't I, why wasn't I invited episode. <laughs> and then... That would have been a good... We'll say yeah, that one. We're, yeah, we're definitely going, we're definitely going to talk. It might be a bonus for the summer, but, um, like, Father's Day happened, was that weekend, right? And then, I think it, it sparked from um, dinner at uh, Sam's, Sam's, iPhone only Sam's house, you know? Where SB, <laughs> SB, right? right. I'm sorry for bringing up yes. the past, bro. No, bro. Let the past be the past. I'm a new creature. Nah, yeah. I face toe. Oh, I glowed up. Let's say, let's say SB for the for the sake of this pod. Um, but now nah, we was at we was at dinner at Sam's house um, the Sunday before Father's Day, I believe. And then we was just you know just casual dinner. We all thought it was gonna be chill, just talking about life and stuff. But we got to a point where we just started talking about fathers and manhood. Yep. With our significant others, and it got like deep. You know, tears were were shed, and we were just like talking about, you know, the effects of fatherhood when we were younger, and also like the men that we are looking to be today. Like our significant others, Deb, Ugo, Katrina, like they were they were definitely really uplifting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they kind of even steered the conversation because yeah. some of the stuff like it gave us the room. To I wasn't going to talk about. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't going to talk about. I really, I really didn't. I wasn't gonna go deep with it, but I think as the the conversation continued, Katrina, like she's Katrina, she'll Excellent. pull something out, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But in a way that is like, man, I didn't even think about it like that, mm-hmm. right? So I think that all sparked this idea of manhood and fatherhood, um, and then even um, you know as we were talking about this episode, we we're like, you know, we in general we've been trying to bring in more men onto the pod, right? We have a lot of you know, women that we're friends with, and that's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Um, but when it comes to men, like, if you look at the track of our episodes, like, there's there haven't been, uh, I don't know, maybe it might be even, but... It might be even, I feel like. But we're fun. trying to, I guess, focus on, you know, some more men we could bring onto the pod. Um, and, like, originally, uh, Gabe brought up Sam, um, the Sam to my right, not SB. <laughs> Um, and then I was guess, just like, guess Sam. <laughs> yeah, guess, guess, Sam. Sam. guess Sam. And I was like, yo, yeah, for sure. Like, I know he's doing some great things. Like, I know he's always been been a teacher and, and somebody that is going to be able to say something no matter what we talk about. Um, and then even when we just came here and we were talking before we, the, the mics were recording, him talking about this stage of life that he's going into. And I was like, wow, this is like clicking. I woke up like, yo, I don't, I know the pod's going to be good. I don't know how it's going to be good, but I just know it will be. But you know, even what you were saying where you were talking about there's not much that speak directly to men mm-hmm. in this in, in their culture day and in a sense of where like men, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and now that's what I think that this this episode is gonna be about. You know, Gabe just came off Father Father's Day and you know, me looking at some of the men that are in my life, I'm like, yo, this is we're really growing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And looking at the mentors in my life and, and seeing knowing that there's a not necessarily a lack but a, a but a a want for mm-hmm. men to have leaders and mentors in our life. Mm-hmm. And also just looking at what we did from boys to men two years ago, 
you know, seeing where we're at now, I think all that encompasses what we want this episode to be about. Um, and I kind of want to just turn it over to Sam to talk a little bit more about like, you know, the men, this is for you. Right. Because I think that mm-hmm. would, I had, I thought about an intro, but what you were talking about was like a way better intro than what I could think of. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and take it away. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, you know, in this society that we live in today, um, there's not a lot of emphasis on young men. You know, uh, when we look at what's going on in culture now, we see the rise of, you know, uh, women, and that's a good thing, you know, empowering them in the workplace and bringing them to a place where they ought to be. Equality. Equality, thank mm-hmm. you. And then we also see an emphasis on fatherhood, and that's also equally important. We start to see how, like, and Gabe alluded to it before, where uh, back then men were seen as irresponsible. Fathers were seen as irresponsible. They walk out on their children, different things like that. But now we're seeing, you know, fathers actually taking that burden and that responsibility on. We see fathers being more active in mental health. And like Sam was saying, um, SB was saying that, like, hey, like, teaching their children, teaching the next generation how to actually feel and how to express those things. So we see, you know, messaging being targeted to different things, even in our ethnicity, you know, like how, you know, black, we matter, you Mm. know what I mean, a lot, and just standing up and different things like that. So Mm. we're seeing a rise of social awareness, but what we also see is a, you know, ignorance, if you will, it's a putting away of our community, the, you know, young men community uh, where, you know, people aren't really looking and targeting and speaking to specifically young men, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. men who are like you and I, you know, uh, the only time we see young men actually being addressed really is when there's something bad happening, right? Mm -hmm. When there's a riot that's happening over like George Floyd, what do we see? Young men in the streets, you know, uh, we see that song that went viral, with the young man who was singing about, you know, George Floyd and different things. Why are you laughing? Because. This is because the video. The, the I think video, I know right? why you're laughing. Right. The, it's him. The spinoff. Right, right. Okay, it's okay yeah. It's just but, I mean, by and large, that's what we see. Right, and right. Um, Shout out Lokas. Yeah, right. and we see this, but we don't really see any positive upliftment towards men like we don't mm-hmm. really see that we yeah. don't see that at all and it's it's unfortunate like we see millennials mm. but that com- that is it's everybody everybody yeah, yeah. but there's no voice there's no father there's no people that are specifically addressing young men and saying hey you matter mm-hmm. and i think that this is so relevant this is so important what you guys are doing because believe it or not Young men, we're looking for affirmation, yeah. whether yeah. from people who are older, 65, or whether it's even from our peers who yeah. may have it together or who may not have mm. it together. Yeah. It's good to know that there's a group of people who are in our corner who are fighting for us and championing us and saying, hey, man, you matter. You know, mm, in yeah. your marriage, you matter. It may not look like it, but you matter. They call yeah. you a simp, but you matter, bro. I mean, right. You know, <laughs> and, I think, and I think, honestly, it... It's interesting because I think, to an extent, women are relevant in society because of good and bad things. Where mm-hmm. it's like there is a fight for equality, but women are always being groomed to be wives. You know what I'm saying? Like and stuff like that's that. True. And that's why they get extra attention when we're talking about older generation of men. They're the ones who are usually leading because of patriarchy. You know what I'm saying? And women, you know, like 
they're seeing, but when we're talking about like, and younger women, they're being groomed to become wives and stuff like that. Mm. And of course, there's a trend breaking now, you know, yeah. like where they're just harder workers and things of that nature. But young men, I think it's just like we autopilot. So, you know, like yeah. we have privilege, definitely, I think, um, like young men, but in the same regard where, you know, like our hand is never held really yeah. to show us how to explore things yeah. and how to mm. do things. We're expected to kind of just do it ourselves, fall and get Figure back up, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and have that zeal um, or whatever. And so, you know, it just it's interesting when we talk about people's like what the demographics role, these demographics roles in society like mm -hmm. where do young men stand where do older men stand and then we're, we're talking about black community there's also that too where do women stand you know yeah. like younger women and older women where are they at and so you know mm -hmm. we also have these dynamics where you know older generation goes versus against new generation mm -hmm. and so you know you have older generation women looking at the confidence that new generation mm -hmm. women have younger women mm -hmm. And there's kind of like opposition to an extent. And then you have older men who have, you know, different ways than us younger guys. You yeah. know, like we're finding more convenience and technology yeah. out of industrialization. So it's just like... No, that's uh, labor work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like literally computer... Yeah. So, you know, IT for everybody. You know, so it's just... <laughs> it's just, And that's not a shout to anybody because in America, it's hard to make money. So a lot of people choose that thing to go make money and then they, you know, chase yeah. their dreams. But... I think one important thing to really like, you know, like initiate this conversation was just like our viewpoints of like what manhood is, yeah. you know, like or whatever. Yeah. And I think for me, I really see it as like, I think it's just understanding the role of what, you know, like somebody who is, you know, if I'm thinking biblically, yeah. I'm thinking men are to be leaders. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And that's not to diminish women in any kind of way or whatever. Sure. It's just genealogy of how it all fell you know mm -hmm. women were made first we'd have a different conversation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know i do think it's just how to be the how to handle the responsibility of walking into yeah. leadership because mm -hmm. societally we're seen as you know like being leaders not to say women can't be leaders but innately you know mm -hmm. like yeah. naturally yeah. supposedly we're leaders we're predators in that way blah 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 but i think it's just the process of understanding how to have not only self-awareness but responsibility for the things around you mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like the purpose of stewardship yep. essentially i think yeah. that's what manhood is like you are learning how to steward and be responsible for the things around you so that you can cultivate them yeah. you know like bring growth out of them mm -hmm. essentially and i've never said that in my life so you know like i just think that was like holy spirit <laughs> nah, hopefully somebody real. you know who's listening i think that. yeah to, to that point like even what you said about leadership I think the whole manhood, like we said before the pod, like you'll get a different answer whoever you yep, ask, right? For sure. Um, and I, it's my definition of it has definitely changed, um, like since even the last time we did Boys to Men. Mm -hmm. um, I think that even in the world, like we see manhood as something that's you know a dominance type of thing, like mm -hmm. not in the, not in, and it doesn't even have to be in like the most exaggerated way of dominance that you mean, but like somebody that is just like. You know, I'm here to take control. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but what I'm realizing is, like, even if I look at some of the people that I look up to the most, not even from, like, a social media, I don't know, this, but people that are in my lives that are fathers, and I look at servant leadership, you know? Mm. One of, one of you know, I say my father figures that 
that I grew up with that coached me, like him and his servant leadership to his wife and his family is something that I look up to. Mm. The disciplines that he has in his life is something that I look up to. So like for me, manhood has become more of servant leadership. How mm. can I look at the end goal and see how me serving my wife, my family, my family will get me there? What disciplines am I putting in place to help me provide for the people that I need to provide for, be emotionally stable for them? Um, all those type of things. So that's what manhood has looked like to me, like mm. serving and staying the course, you know, mm. doing this, 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 this um, quote that a mentor of mine gave, he said, uh, long obedience in the same direction. Mm. Right. And that is something that I've held on to. Like, if you even look at some of the top athletes, like mm. the Kobe's that we talked about, right. The, even mm. like the Serena Williams, you know, they, have been one track minded and mm. being obedient to the course mm. for a long time, and that has afforded them the ability to be the champions or whatever that mm. they that they're doing. So that has what is that has what manhood has changed to me. And now getting to that place is hard. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like getting to a place where I'm disciplined. Like I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm at the beginning of mm. the line, right? Mm. And and I'm just like looking for someone to 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 help me walk this way. And, and I was talking to um, guest Sam uh, earlier before the pod and we're, I was talking about my mentor. Like we talked about on boys to men, the first one I haven't had physically my father in my life. Um, and you know, he was still, he was still there supportive. You know, we talked through the phone, but there's something about being physically present, you know? Yeah. And my mentor, um, we had this conversation. I was like, after, after we had the conversation at Sam's house, I was like, yeah, we had this conversation with me and my friends. We just talked about fatherhood. I just wanted to thank you because, like, this mm. is probably the first structured type of father slash son type of um, – I'm not saying that he's my father, but, like, a father figure type of mentorship that is yeah. structured and yeah, we know yeah. where we're trying to go with this. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? And he was like, yeah, this is – you know, that's what I'm here for. Like, I know that when I was younger, I didn't have that, you know, and that's what I want to be to the next generation He's been sending me marriage um, questions for me and my uh, fiance to go over just because, you know, right? And then he brought up Paul and Timothy, you mm -hmm. know, just that example. I didn't really know much about it, and I didn't, you know, think nothing of it when he said it, but he's like, that's the type of relationship that I'm aiming for. Mm -hmm. And we was in one of our chats, and Olu, um, one of our good friends, he sent like an ex. He's always sending excerpts of books that he's reading. And he said uh, one of the experts, the screenshots he put in talked about, the relationship that Paul and Timothy had. This is maybe two, three days after. And it talked about how Paul loved Timothy so much mm. that he wanted to pour himself into him mm. and to show him the way to teach him whatever he needs to te teach him just because of love, not because of any ulterior motive or any type of, you know, thing he wants to get out of Timothy. Mm -hmm. And then even as I was like just doing research for this, I realized that Timothy didn't have a father in his life. It was wow. himself and his grandmother. I mean, oh, himself, yeah. his grandmother, and his mom. Wow. And Paul was that to him. Mm. And I'm just like, That's yo, good. this is OC. Um, so I say all that to say, like, manhood, like I said, it's it's that long obedience in the same direction. Mm. But it takes somebody walking with you. Mm. And I think that in these early years of being a young man, we, some know, some don't know, but we all are in the foundational stages and we need somebody to walk with us, you know, a lot of our actions, and I don't want to rap too much, but a lot of our actions are 
both good and bad are representations of what we have or what we lack mm-hmm. in our lives when it comes to this area, yeah. right? And I think that, imagine what would it look like if we had, you know, a group of, of even just ourselves, like younger men, trying to help out other younger men, but even just trying to, like, connect to the yeah. older generation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I know I went on a tangent, but, like, that's that just came to me now, like, what manhood means to me. Mm. Yeah. That's good stuff. Did you? What? I don't know if we were going down the line, no, but no, 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 we, don't, no. we don't have to. No, 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 no. I will say... <laughs> <laughs> I, that was so funny. No. I know. I'm like SB. What you doing? Man? No. <laughs> no, I'll say uh, for me. I think Gabe hit it. Uh, stewardship, you know, and stewardship. Like what I'm learning about manhood is that everything that I have was given to me. You know, yeah. we talk about privilege, but people don't realize that privilege. What it is is really something that was handed down to them. You yep. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the same is true for everybody in life. I feel like. Life in and of itself was handed down to me, you know, um, and I'm here to cultivate that and I'm here to make the most out of what is given to me. And that extends beyond just God. It actually even it extends to people, Mm -hmm. you know, like Lou gave me her trust. She gave me her loyalty. She gave me her love. And I'm here to cultivate that, you know, as best as I can you know friendships like people are giving me their time people are giving me their emotions people are giving me whatever it is and i'm here to cultivate and make the most out of what you know i have been entrusted with and what i've been given because the reality is people do attribute you know leadership to manhood Mm -hmm. and unfortunately when people hear leadership and manhood it's like a negative connotation, right? It's like a dominant kind of person, someone who's really out for his own. But the leaders that I know, the leaders that have impacted me the most are actually people who leave from behind. Yeah. Mm. That, yeah, that's <laughs> And nice. I'm sure you can probably speak to that as a father. Yeah, it's crazy that you even say that because I was going to say, um, I'm sorry to jump into your swag a little bit, Moses, but a question that I really had that came to mind for me, like for us, to really think about is like what impact have men had on us, Mm. you know, like as men, because, you know, when I really think about it, to be honest with you guys, like, and I don't know how much we touched upon this in our Boys to Men episode or whatever, but I think for a lot of my life, it was women who were like impacting Mm. me positively. Mm. My men role models were heroes, like on TV, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Like Mm. superheroes, family men on TV, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was you know music artists that mm. you know like inspired me yeah you know what i'm saying like and then i did have i did have a good like a good amount of like big brother type folks in my life mm. but a lot of the times like um a lot of the times i would say that uh a lot of it for me the impact that man had on me was like that's what i'm not going to be mm. like yeah. I wanted to become the antithesis of like the men that I was seeing. Like, that's right. I don't want to like in real life the the men I was seeing. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be like him because it doesn't seem like he's having a positive impact on those around him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and wow. so to me, like, and it sounds really crazy, and that's why when women talk about men and how oppressive they can be and all that other stuff, for me, I'm not saying I can relate like a woman because I'm not a woman, but I've seen those things, and I'm just like firsthand a lot of things that I was learning from men as I was growing up was 
I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to be somebody who caused the opposite effect of what yeah, that's causing. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. Or whatever. And so, you know, like, I guess the question for us is like, you know, like, what what impact have men have have had on... And, you know, like, my, my context for anybody who doesn't know is like, my father wasn't in my life, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I didn't... I've, I've had, in the span of my lifetime, maybe like four phone calls with him or whatever. But, yeah. you know, like... So for me, it was just like single mom household, whatever. And so, like I said, any uncles that I had, they were like, or, you know, men, they were, you know, here for a brief time. They, you know, came in and, but it was just a lot of like, nobody in my real life as a man was inspiring Mm. me per se, Mm. Mm. you know what I'm saying? Except for the few big brother figures that I had more so. Now, that's a good question, um, and I'll just share a brief story to that. Um, so the greatest impact in my life it was my dad. Um, only, and, and it's so interesting because this man was the wildest person I've ever met. When I was 12 years old, <laughs> this guy pulled me over to the side. I forgot what I was doing, but he pulled me over to the side. It was like, Sam, I just want to let you know I'm not your father. I was like, that Joyce, I'm 12. I'm like, what's going on? Like, are you telling me something? Like, if you're telling me something, this is a really bad way (laughs) to try to explain whatever you're trying to explain. I was like, so what are you saying? He was like, yeah, I'm not your father. And I... A little context, I come from a blended family too, mm-hmm. by the way. Okay. So that's like serious. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, statement. Yeah. Mm, and uh yeah, and I'm like, yo, what are you saying? And he was just like, Yeah, I'm I'm just not your father. I just want to let you know I'm not your father. I'm like, okay, so who's my father? It's gonna sound super cheesy, but he was like, God your father. God is your father. <laughs> <laughs> bro, so imagine and I was like, a movie scene like I'm well, like, I'm like, bro, why didn't you just say that? Like, right, right, right. but Honestly, it had so much of an impression on me that it mm. actually changed the way I perceive my dad. Mm. I think him letting me know that he's just like a, a steward over me, but that my origin, my identity comes from God, it changes how I saw my dad. Because for a long time, I actually struggled with um, seeing my dad as an inspirational figure. Mm. Because I was obviously like with every young kid, especially in Prince George's County, sports is a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And my dad, he's African, you know, he doesn't really know anything <laughs> was, about sports. Was soccer. Right. Yeah, right. it's Football. like this guy would he he would die to drive me somewhere to a basketball camp, but this guy knows nothing about basketball. Right. And right. so when I was losing, I couldn't turn to him for help. Mm. And he couldn't offer me help. And that really made me angry, and it kind of felt like if I did not have a father. You know what Mm, I mean? And when he told me that, like, God is your father, it changed the way I saw, you know, my dad. And it actually helped me to better relate with people who Mm. actually do not have dads. Mm. Because what I've come to realize is, is that there's a difference between fatherhood and being a dad. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can be your like any like being a dad is not hard. You know, yeah. like you can provide money for people. You yeah. know, if you have a roof over their head, you know, your children's head, if you're able to give them money, you have fulfilled your contractual <laughs> your obligation as a man right. to this uh, you know, young Offspring. one. Yeah. Right. 
But being a father is setting an example and being a role model and setting a picture and a blueprint and a model for this individual to follow. And teaching. Yeah, and teaching. And what my dad was trying to communicate to me is that although I may not have it, that does not mean you lack it. Mm, you know, like although I don't have the tools to get you to where you want to be, you can look to God who has all things and then you can model your life after Jesus and you'll get there. Right. And so I think that was the greatest impact in my mm-hmm. life. Uh-huh. Sam, I feel you're in deep thought over there. SB. No, I'm, Sam, I'm, Sam. I'm just trying to think about like the, the type of impact. And I know my father had an impact, but I'm just trying to like decipher I mean, like what about him was the greatest impact on my life. Uh, um, but I, I, I feel like because my father was, I was just talking about artistry because I mean, my father was like a musician. You know what I'm saying? Like he was very, he was well known for being a musician. And me personally, growing up, seeing him, like what it looked like to actually strive toward the things that he wanted to do, that for me was very inspiring. But the disconnect was because, like, I didn't necessarily want want to. I didn't want to do like I didn't want to become a musician as a career. You know what I'm saying? I was like more so like you know photo video. And the disconnect was like although like me and my father were both like artists, that the the disconnect was like he couldn't really like similar to you like he couldn't really like support me. In the way that I wanted him to support me because, like, it wasn't music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I remember growing up, like, I used to play the trumpet, but I always wanted to, I was always in, into percussion, so I wanted to play the drums. But my father, like, forced me to play the trumpet, you know what I'm saying? Because he wanted me to, like, you know, be like him. Right. And there was some slight resent in that because I'm just like, yo, why can't you just accept Let me be that I want to be myself yeah. and still be a musician like you, just play a different instrument? But instead, it's just like he wanted me to be exactly like him. Um, but, you know, just growing up, that disconnect was more so me just kind of like verging off into doing something different and like me not necessarily feeling like I was getting the support and encouragement that I ne- that I needed. Although like my parents, they didn't force me to like major and like being a doctor or whatever the case may be. But there's still that disconnect as far as just like how he can pour into me as an artist. Yeah. But it was more so like me just being able to kind of see him invest into his own craft, whether that was like him practicing. Like, I remember I used to see my father just practicing his trumpet. He'll close his bedroom door and just practice. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's really seeing me, like seeing that, okay, cool. Like it's important to invest into your craft, taking the time out, even if it's like 30 minutes to invest into something that you really want to be good at. So I saw that. I'm um, even praying like his spiritual life as well. Like my father also like used to get up in the morning and just pray by his um, bedside every morning and sometimes like before I even got saved I'll walk in and see him praying I'll like walk out like oh I don't want to you know what I'm saying disturb him <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's just like look, I, th- I think from my father it was more so like it was never like let me sit down and teach you something yeah. it was more so just like I'm just gonna you know live my life and then Brand. hopefully you see uh, just naturally like you know what I'm doing and hopefully like you'll pick up from things like yeah. that so for me it was more so just like a natural oh like he's doing that maybe like I should be doing that or maybe eventually when I'm his age maybe I'll be doing that um, so I'm just like while I was sitting here I was just trying to like literally think through like what things that I see that has really like impacted me and I, I would say more so just um, being relentless about like what you want to do even if it costs you your time you know yeah. what I'm saying even if it costs you money um, you know my father didn't come from wealth you know so like the money that he had being an immigrant like he would use that obviously to like support his family financially but then like pay for studio time mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I would literally go to the studio with him while he's recording some of his albums and it's funny because at that time, bro, like, I used to be so blown, bro. Like, <laughs> this is like high school. Why I gotta be why am I it's here? like, why am I? Why you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like looking back, it's just like, yo, like he just wanted to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like, my father passed. For those who don't know, my father passed in like 2017. So it's just like seeing, like looking back at those moments where I'm just like, I was so annoyed. I wanted to like hang out with my friends. I wanted to do this. 
and not necessarily like appreciating those times that mm. you do have with a parent, especially a father, because I know like everyone doesn't have their father in their lives, but like if you do have your father in your life, like really, and hopefully if it's not toxic, that you can like actually spend time with him. And even if you yeah. don't want to do the thing that they're doing, just realize that there may be a lesson that they're trying to teach you mm. without it being so like in your face, like here's what I'm trying to teach you. Yeah. But it's more so like just pay attention to what I'm doing. Like I'm putting you in an environment for you to see mm. what it looks like to do a, a particular thing um, that you're supposed to learn or that I want you to learn. And it's just, just being aware of what that thing is. So, but yeah, man, I would, I would say that. That's good. Because if from what, what you guys both said, like even you talking about, I, first of all, I was like, yo, where's the story about to go? Like, this <laughs> man found your, out he had a different dad. dad. Yeah, right. But was... <laughs> that whole, like, just knowing so... that, I feel like even if I, I didn't have my, my dad say that to me ver- verbally, like, I'm not your dad, like, God is your father. But there was a shift that happened in my life where mm. I realized that was the case. Maybe it happened in, like, a sermon or something, maybe a Father's Day or something like that. You know how they... Like to usually in African homes or churches, they usually use Father's Day as yeah. you know that. But um, I realized like that allowed me to show my father grace mm. in so many ways. Even if I verbally never like felt emotionally or verbally or emotionally felt angry at him, like just that grace, like you know, my dad was figuring out as well. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even from his mishaps, I can still learn from this. Yeah. And I can still love him and I can still and it, I was telling you guys like this past Father's Day, I called my dad, like thinking it was about to be a short five minute call, because that's usually how it'd be. But like we was on the phone rapping for an hour. Mm. Like, Crazy. And he was just asking me questions like, yo, like asking him what he thought about the Euros, who's who's gonna win. This man asked me what car I was driving now. I was like, dang, we're like really rapping. Yeah. yeah. Um and it was just like you know, beautiful that the grace that I showed him way back is, you know, mm-hmm. showing itself now in the conversations that we're having. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm getting married or I got a beer now. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, um, so, and even with like what SB was saying about how, you know, just seeing what, even from like your dad playing the trumpet and stuff like that. I remember I had an uncle. In my life, this man was a character. Like, if you met him, you will know that you met him. Mm-hmm. Like, he would, he, I realized that the character of me saying, if I say something, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. comes from him. And it came from like, like experiences where I was like, bruh, this man got me doing this. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a point in time where, you know, I was serving at the church, like on the um, soundboard and stuff like that. And he was ahead of that. And it would be like five. Eight. I was doing setup and breakdown before that was a thing right. in American church. You I mean, know what I'm saying? You say in an American church? No, like I'm. Oh. You know how like that's the that's the model now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like, you know, yeah, mobile yeah. churches, but we were doing that. Oh, gotcha. Back back then. Oh, yeah. So I, he would he would be caught like Moses. You say you're gonna be here mm. at six a.m. Mm. You weren't here. Like I'm telling you about this, right? Mm. And there was one time where I was this is when I first got my permit um, to drive a car. Uh, and I was like, I was looking for cars and stuff like that. And he, he was helping me with it. So one day, like there was, at, I think it was at FedEx field. They had like the $99 card, like mm. show. If you come down there, you find the $99 car, you can have it. So my mom woke me up, dropped me <coughs> down there. That's so unrealistic now thinking about it Bruh. that you think you're going to about, about to find a car for $99. But I went there. <laughs> crazy. Man, I, I want it. Bro, we had no luck. <laughs> bro, it was zeal. It was want. endless zeal. <laughs> Oh, this story, this story's gonna get somewhere. It probably be like one car, <laughs> one car, bro. 
my mom, was, my mom was legit there. Like we got there and there was no ninety nine dollar car. She was mm-hmm. getting ready to sign a lease for a whip. Um, but I called my uncle. I was like, "Yo, can you come look at it?" He's also a mechanic as well, mm. um, and a carpenter, really. And he was like, "No, don't buy. I have a car sitting here in my driveway. Um, you know, if you come work with me, fix it up. It's yours." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Bet." So every week, like I, I, the next weekend, he lived in New Carrollton. I live in Germantown, Sheesh. Clarksburg area. <laughs> Mm. My mom, uh, I was ready, bro. My mom dropped me off at the transit. It's like an hour and a half trip to get to Shady Grove, Metro, mm-hmm. all that. Get to his house. The car is there. This man has us working on everything but the car. Like he's <laughs> renovating his house. I'm in the back of the <laughs> backyard working on putting up a Son. shed for him. What? Just doing endless stuff, bro. The day will go by. We went. The only thing we probably did is go get like one part for the car, come back, mm. and then that's it, bro. We wake up the next. I spend the weekends there thinking we're gonna work on the car. And what I realized is like, you know, uh, later on, like this guy ended. Up, I, I gave up. I was like, man, I'm not going there no more. <laughs> the guy ended up fixing up the car and giving it to somebody else, bro. And Wait. I asked him why, and he was Yo. like, Moses, you said that you were going to do this, and you didn't. So now the car, somebody somebody was able to invest into it wow. and gave it away. And from that moment, I was like- That's some Rachel type he, stuff. Yeah. We're going to have to fight after bruh. that. Some Boaz. He like, said, <laughs> and I realized, because he's a man that, well, he he's renovating his entire house by himself. Mm-hmm. He finished wow. it. Whatever's wrong with his car, he's gonna build it. Like whatever, anything, he's gonna do it. And I realized, like, yo, that's even the reason why I drive the car I do today is because of that man. Mm. And he's like a second father to me. Mm. So I think that's where I get it from. And I know it's a long story to say that, but that was one of like the the another father figure type of example that I had in my life mm. um, that has shaped a lot of areas. And I just realized that when Sam said that. Mm. Um, but to go into kind of I guess the closure of the episode, it's like you know us having these experiences. And us knowing where the need and the lack is in today's day, like what is our call? I know we even have like men and even some women that are listening. And yeah, it's great to talk about like our experiences because we know like there's others going through this that need to hear it, right? Mm -hmm. But I think even in our Boys to Men episode, we left it in a good place um, in terms of just vocalizing what we've gone through. But like now that we're older, now that we have a little bit more experience, like what is the call? Like where do we go from here? You know what I'm saying? And I'll throw that question out to anybody. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think honestly, as a man, I think one of the biggest roles we have to kind of exude is like is almost like a I'm not even gonna say a Jesus type role because mm. and that's gonna sound hopefully I don't sound sacrilegious when I say that because in certain environments when Jesus came there was more chaos than mm. peace because of how he came. You know what I'm saying? Because he sure. came to do things a different way. But I think that men, you know, like our role as men, you know, like especially for me particularly, the goal is to come into environments and bring peace, like mm. bring uh, like not only not warmth in a sense of like, because I think women have the same role where they bring like warmth to like, add color to like um, mm. things, you know, turn houses to homes, stuff like that, you know. So, um, and things of that nature. I think that as men, men, that that thing of like a calming presence, mm. bringing order to the lives of those around us, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like settling things, where things are chaotic, just bringing order. And I think that's really, you know, like when I come home, you know, with my wife and my daughter, like I try to set, 
tones. I try mm. to set paces in my friendships. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I realize something is off, I try to, you know, like, do that in my friendships. You know what I'm saying? Relationships mm. that I have with people at work, all that. You know, like, literally for me, I believe that as a man, my goal is to try to try to work on myself in ways that I can naturally bring order yeah. to chaos wherever I see it, you know, like, or whatever. And so just being a calming presence. And that doesn't even necessarily mean I'm calm myself because there are guys who are more flamboyant who also, because of how they behave and teach and do these things in certain environments, like, you know, I feel like a lot of people have an uncle that everybody loves, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, or some kind of male figure that when they walk in. And to me, I've I spent a lot of time like looking at families where like, they have, there's a dad there and everybody loves him. Like, you know, like, and everybody's like, you know, like without him and, and they're like lean on him. And then you have whole adult children who are crawling up on their couch to cuddle up with their dads. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that really strikes me heavy because I'm just like, man, I can never see myself crawling up to any grown, you know, just for me as gay, <laughs> crawling up to any grown man and, and like snuggling up with him. But I think it's a testament when you see like grown men, grown women, you know, like children mm. who still behave as children mm. when they're older and their father is who they, who he is to them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and now in social media age, you see a lot of, like I was just watching a video where the dad had come home and this is, you know, young dude, you know what I'm saying? My my guy, he, you know, just like, cuz didn't look like he was like really sensitive, you know? But his dad walked through the door, he jumped on him. Like, it mm. wasn't, this is cuz, tank top, pants sagging, you know what I'm saying? Like, dreadhead cuz, like, then he jumped on his dad and was like crying. But he wow. wasn't like regular crying, you know, like ugly, grown type, you know, Boo-hoo like. crying. Yeah, 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 seeing that stuff, you know, like just. Mm. creating that kind of environment for people. You know what I'm saying? Around me, though. Like, you know, um, I think... And, and this will sound weird if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think with women, like, they they change the atmosphere by working on the atmosphere. You know mm. what I'm saying? Where they change things. But, but like, men, we... Our presence is, like, mm. supposed to yeah. do that in a sense. You know, and, and for sure. if I say that, that sounds like women are supposed to be doing more men work than men but mm. I think a lot of the work for us is like internally because yeah. we have power yeah. you know mm. what I'm saying naturally because of being in a patriarchal society or whatever so yeah I say all that to say I think we're supposed to be like a calming presence to you know like help things like have order mm. in a loving way and be there for people um, or whatever so yeah I think also just the next step I guess is like identifying people who may need those type of figures in their lives and mm being that person to that person. You know what I'm saying? So even if for me, like, for example, my niece, you know, like, she has a father, she has a mother. Man, that baby is so cute. I was oh, like, man. Terribly cute. Thanks, like, man. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's just an example of like, although I know she has her dad in her life, she has her mom in her life, but still being another type of figure. And I'm not going to say I'm going to be a father figure, but it's just like being that uncle that loves her just as much as her dad does. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And being there when she needs me. or And when my staff, future children, same thing with them as well. Um, and also just like whether they're, they're peers who don't have father figures that may be like a little younger than you, and but they look up to you to be some type of like mentor, whatever the case may be. Then it's just like just trying to maximize that relationship, trying to pour into that person as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, you know, we got other things going on in our lives, but also just trying to make sure to like take some time out to really pour into the people that you know could use some of your advice um, when needed. But I think outside of that, bro, it's like, it's just identifying the needs that people have around you and just trying to figure out like how you can meet those needs in the way that you can. Um, 
with you know by just being a man and like instilling yeah. that into um someone that may be a little younger than you yeah i would add um too for me it's just like constantly being a part of something that's bigger than myself yeah um so whether that looks like in that's a good. church context whether that yeah. looks like in a nonprofit context whether that looks like you know um in a creative space wherever it is try or a friend group mm-hmm. trying to be in a space that's larger than myself yeah. um and then modeling out like what Gabe was saying, like what you guys are saying, modeling that out before that particular community mm-hmm. and then allowing that to be the draw for other people to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, I mean, I'm sure you get it too as well, like where there's single men, they've been watching your life, whether by close or on social media, they start asking questions like, hey, like how has the process been, you know, mm-hmm. during your courtship or during your engagement and during different things. So I think just being in that, being present in those type of contexts are super important for me because it allows my life to be kind of put on display because it's yeah. easy for me. Honestly, I'm a kind of person where I'm big on vision. And so when I get a vision and then I start pursuing it, I kind of crowd out all the other things and all the other things may be things of essence. Mm-hmm. And so I got to always grind, like ground myself in like serving a vision that's higher than me where right. I may not be the point man or I may not be, it may not be me making the decisions, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm present and I'm yeah. here and I'm yeah. showing up and people get to see me in a different context and then they can connect the dots there. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's good. That's good. That bigger... Being a part of something bigger than yourself, I think that in my life in general, I've learned the most about myself in that in those type of environments because you look at people that are there, and by there I mean like they have not arrived, but they are in a place where they are being obedient and been moving in that same direction for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that challenges you. Yeah. You know, it challenges you. It challenges both people because one, for the person that is being, you know, the mentor, they see like my life is not just on. I, my life is 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 impacting others, so I need to focus on what kind of what Gabe was saying—the more internal things, right? Mm-hmm. The more things that will help me sustain this for the long run. And then for those that are like there, I was listening to—I um, don't know what it was, but I was listening to something where it's like. I think it was Pastor Bruce when and when Pastor Bruce he was he was giving a sermon I think it was um the day that we were both there where he was talking about how um dang what was the word Sam repentance was there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when he was talking, I think I think he was talking about repentance, and I think he was talking about how when you're in the presence of somebody who is walking in a certain way, Mm -hmm. it convicts it convicts you automatically, not because of what. They they don't need to say anything to you, and this kind yeah. of even talks about the presence aspect mm-hmm. of it. Like if you're walking in a way that that is is going in the direction that Jesus has for us, then as a mentor, you don't have to say nothing, bro. Right. Like you, mm-hmm. you that 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 speaks for itself. But then, too, as somebody that is looking to be, you know, get their self right, that conviction will fall on them. You right. know what I'm saying, and it's from a place of healthy nudging. That's yeah. what he said. I mean, to Jesus, get back on track. Jesus said, follow me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Literally. <laughs> and they drop their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and so think, that speaks to presence to me. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what we need. Like, I think that we, me and Sam, uh, guest Sam was talking about how, like, nowadays, even us as people that are looking for people to follow, like, we look at literally, like, 
the people that we are following on Instagram. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Social media, all that type of stuff where there's uncle whoever in the backyard that has been married for 40-some years. Solid. Got a simple life, bruh. Been working a chill job, like loving his wife, his family. Quiet guy. But we are, and it's not to say that it's wrong to have industry type of, you know, mentors or something. But I think if that's always what we're looking for, and if you look at our track record, that's always what we're looking for, then, you know, you might need to challenge yourself as to, you know, look at something that you wouldn't naturally look at, right? So I think that, you know, even as us, like, inviting more people into our lives to see how we live and not to say that we have it all together, but I think that that brings that, you know, responsibility on both ends um, to do the internal work, right? Uh, The internal work of spiritual disciplines, man, emotionally, Mm -hmm. being emotionally healthy for, you know, our friendships and our relationships and our families. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Gabe did hit it on the head, like a lot of internal work, internal work, like identifying some of the traumas that may have affected why we do the things we do today, um, whether it be from our fathers or, you know, men or even some coaches that may have said things to you, Bro, identifying people that. People internalize that yeah. stuff, yeah. you know, like, and I just think about how, like, like I said, I mean, if I'm looking at Jesus, he did a lot of things naturally that mm. affected what was around him, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and so, you know, to me, it's just like that presence, you know, like, what is your, when you walk into a room, what is, what is, what is, what are you doing? What is your aura? You know, things of that nature. Um, what do you carry with you, yeah, you know, yeah. um, or whatever, like, through a year? And I always tell people, like, I tell guys this specifically because we rudder the ship, but when before you get into a relationship, learn who you are. Yeah. Because mm-hmm, that's fine. You're going to learn one way or another. Legit, like, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, just to touch on something Moses said, if you can't, like, if you can't, you if you don't know yourself, you can't explain why you're doing things. Like, mm. women... Women usually have better self-awareness, I think, you know, like, than guys because we don't practice it, you know, like, you know. So I think that we have to go intentionally learn about things so that we can explain to the person on the side of the relationship, yeah, when I was seven, this happened. So when you said this thing to me, mm. it triggered that. Mm. And, you know, like, I apologize for my actions, um, but that's that's really where this comes from, yeah. you know, mm. for me. I need to whatever. It makes relationships so much easier. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. so you know, men listening to this, learn about yourself. Like, yeah. what affects you when you when you react a certain way to whatever, whether it's happy or sad. You know, like investigate why why it makes you happy. Why does this movie make you happy in particular? Yeah. Right. Think about it. Reflect. Look Antoine internally. Fisher. Antoine Fisher. You know, certain things I can't. I couldn't watch. I can't watch certain things because I'm just like. It, it would trigger me, you know, mm, negatively. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There are things that I seek to watch because it motivates me and inspires me. Mm. I depend on media and entertainment a lot because for me, growing up, that's <laughs> that's what that was, that's where I learned. You yeah. know, like, mm. yeah. I didn't, even if it was fiction, reality, like, I didn't learn from real life people. And mm. I know for me, that's why I have a hard time, like, sticking to a mentor, you know, mm. like, or looking for one. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes I'll be determined, like, yeah, I want to have a mentor, and, but I'll brush it off in my head because I'm mm. like, I have TV shows and, you know, yeah. things that's of that r- nature. That's real, bro. That's, that's, that's real, though. Because there's more security <laughs> like there on. than it is, has it been here. That's a powerful thing. Nah, that's facts. I've been let down, you know what yeah. I'm saying, many times. So it's just like, I'm not saying it's yeah, healthy, man. you know, um, yeah. but that's my, that's my chosen method. Yeah. I will say um, to this point of presence, I think it's really powerful. Um, 
I think is really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I will say this, that I feel like the critical recipe that is needed is um, this idea of understanding that you as an individual, you matter. Because mm. yeah. if I don't own the fact that I matter in life, I will not be motivated to do anything. Yeah. Big hurdle. Ownership. Yeah. Big hurdle. And, you know, to even bring it to the Bible, right, with Adam, his sin or his shortcoming was the fact that he was passive, right? Like, God asks him, where are you? He's like, I'm nowhere to be found. And then when God actually confronts him and says, why did you disobey me? He was like, well, it's the wife you gave me. Right. And the reason why he's passing the buck is because he doesn't realize the significance in the connection that God has with him right. specifically. Yeah. And that's I think good. that that's the proclivity of men in general that we we tend to be passive. If I were to be honest with you, oh, like, yeah, if bro. things don't go my way, I'm just like, I'm going to just be quiet. Out, yeah, yeah nah. I'm going to just be quiet. I'm, I'm not going to argue it. with you. I'm not going to fight. Right. After I said two or three points, you're not getting my point. There's nothing there's nothing yeah. else to be said. It's easy to do too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like sometimes we don't show up to things. We don't show up to things because we feel like, well, life would be better without me. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, life would be better, like the family would be better, you know, whatever would be better without me. And so I think if we can establish And I think we're divas in that way. Sorry, I had mm. to say that. I think it's, it's dramatic to you do. do you I do think it so? myself too. Okay. I think it's a very diva-ish thing to do. Mm. Like because I was negatively affected as I'm gonna remove myself from the situation. Like mm. you don't have to you know, like it's you know, whether you think it's loud or quiet, when you leave somewhere like that, I think it's it is dramatic. And some mm. guys we don't realize like we're mad sensitive, you know, like we are in that way yeah. or whatever. But we think we're not. I just wanted to throw that in. No, yeah, no, sure. you're right. No, yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. It is divish. Now that you say it, like we got to call it what it is, you know. Because yeah, I like, found myself like I don't like this situation. It's making me feel uncomfortable. I got to dip, you know. And that's passivity, mm. you know. And I think that to your point, the moment you leave a situation, not recognizing your significance. You open up the atmosphere, like you said, Gabe, to so many different things. You know, uh, take for example, like you're a father and you're just like, man, uh, my my child isn't listening to me. So therefore, I'm going to, you know, lay back and I'm going to let my wife do all the work. Right. Now the child grows up with, you know, one half of, you know, parenting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm cutting off a form of communication. Yeah. Right. You don't realize it. But, you know, like I'm going to stop talking in this way and it's like... You know, even this popped in my head. I'm I'm going to only share it because I feel like that's why I popped it. But there was a guy who pretty much like um, there's a sermon I was listening to where he didn't use the phrase "I love you" with his daughters because he was trying to protect himself because he's wow. heard that that phrase used in toxic environments. The issue is that him protecting himself removed that avenue of love for his daughters. Mm. So even him not really handling that pain, trauma, whatever associated with I love you has now caused him to cut that off from mm. the people that he loves. So maybe he loves them in action, but mm. saying that verbally matters, you know? Mm. So it's just something like that, you know, it's just yeah. really dangerous. Yeah. You know? um, that's why dealing with trauma and, you yeah. know, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's, 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 and two, and then there's an offset to it where sometimes we're passive and then sometimes we're also overbearing. 
Mm. I know in the beginning of my marriage, like <laughs> Christian men, like we gotta chill. Like, you know what Amen. I'm saying? We take the Bible as like, no, I am the head, you must submit, right? And I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you yeah. know. At, at one point in time, I was really big on this idea of like I got to live the Bible. Well, obviously, I still do, nah, nah, but step, step, I'm step, taking step, step, this literal mm-hmm. and you, X, Y, and Z, I'm calling all the shots here. And that's how I was, you know, leading in that sense. But what I did not realize is I was using the Bible as a as a cloak, as a jacket mm. to really mask the insecurity that I had, which mm. was not feeling significant. Uh, okay. You get me? Yeah, so yeah. I was using the insignificant feeling. I was using the Bible to try and like create significance. Right. To create some significance. And rulership. Right. And <laughs> said, and rulership. <laughs> You're Putin. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it what it is. Uh, nah, but it, it is to say though, like to your point, and sorry to belabor it, is that um, you know, if you're a man and you're listening, no matter the circumstances you may find yourself in, you know, the reality is, is that you matter. I think that's just yeah. the first thing that needs to be established. Like, yeah. hey, your presence matter because, you know, to your point about like, you know, not really seeking out mentorship and all these. Why, why even, you know, why would I even feel compelled to do that? If I don't even think that I'm worthy of following, yeah. uh, of being, you know, of anything, of any relationship and I know it could stem from you know your dad maybe walking out and feeling like you know like man like nobody loves me in this world you know yeah, like yeah. if I was uh you know if he was able to do this to me and he's my dad like who would ever would want to take me on and that feeling is real you yeah. know like it's yeah. a real feeling but I think the reality is is that trying to override that is by understanding that hey like at the end of the day I matter as an individual. Yeah. Like I really matter and telling yourself that because life will kick you in a way where you just kind of give up right in your know? teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Life will kick yeah. you right in your right in your teeth. Right in your teeth. Right. And say yeah. and what? Son. <laughs> On site. Facts, bro. Damn, man. That's good. Yeah. Man, I know we could rap about this all day. Easily. Um, and I feel like every time we do these episodes, we'll be like, there's another part coming. And it comes, this one just took two years, but um, nah, this is good, man. Like, I think this, the fact that you matter and man, just the call, the call that we have, imagine a world if every man looked at himself and said, we mattered in a healthy way, right? You know, the amount of insecurities that take place through uh, a lot of what, a lot of what's happening in this world and, and especially as it relates to men is because of the insecurities, because of the traumas. And imagine if a world where we all just said we matter and to help other men see that they matter as well. Um, yeah. And just to walk walk through life together, man. Imagine what it would look like. Yeah. I would definitely say, I was going to say we can all like give a last little like tidbit. I feel like we gave a lot. We so, did. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I mean. It's cool. We can still. Yeah. Right, just a short, a short joint. You know what I'm saying? A little uh, bite size. You, um, you matter. That's but nah. Matter. Right. right. <laughs> nah, legit. I mean, I, I would say um, I would say it's important as men to and people to find value in yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you will not have to need to be validated by others. Mm-hmm. And that will help you immensely. Um, you know, I just think find out why you're valuable to you. And for Christians, find your value in God. God mm-hmm. values us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like one thing I learned for myself is when I allow people to build me up, mm-hmm. I allow them to tear me down. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, you know, like 
I try, I started finding my value in God, mm. and it helped me immensely. I didn't have to impress people. I became naturally me, and I realized that people like me more than they liked who I was trying to be. Mm. Yeah. So That's find good. value in yourself. Uh, I'll go last. Oh. Don't be afraid of being immature. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's it. Yeah. Wait, what did you even say? You I don't say know. Immature or don't, amateur? Don't be afraid to be an amateur. Oh, okay. Uh, that's good. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's good. What do you mean by that? So it's just like if you're doing something that you've, or being in a role that you've never played before, mm. like not being afraid to seek help. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Not feeling like you got to be like perfect at that thing, like straight, straight up. So for me, it was just like when I became a husband, I was trying to, it was, it was, a, there was a lot of pressure there. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously it's just like I felt like I knew what I was supposed to do, but I didn't. And I didn't necessarily have any, like, mentor figures, like, set up in my life. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, I had to, like, either seek out mentors or, like, not be afraid to, like, hit up people who've been married for a while mm-hmm. and ask them questions like, hey, how do you normally, like, navigate when you and your wife are not on the same page in regards to, like, finances or in regard to um, whatever you guys are, you know. So it's just, like, not being afraid to, like, just seek help um, and just being just being transparent, being vulnerable, like, it's okay to not know how to do something, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, I, I like that. I think for me, uh, I'll just say com- get a, get in community um, as quickly as possible because what um, we may lack on a family level, God supplies through community. Yeah. Um, so in areas where, this is a, just to throw this out here, it's crazy, but I was thinking about it. Joseph actually grew up not knowing his dad for real. No. In the mm. Bible. Yeah. Mm. Joseph yeah. grew up not knowing mm. his dad. Like, there was a period, some scholars would say it's a 12 um, years old, but after 12 years old, when he was sold into slavery in Potiphar's house, doing he had no access to his dad. Yeah. And so I think that God is able to, you know, provide that supplement in community mm. in the areas that we find ourselves deficient. Yeah. And so my uh, greatest advice would just plug in, get plugged into a community. Yeah, nah. Honestly, that's I feel like that's my story in terms of community because these guys, man, these guys if, if they ain't come through, I don't know what <laughs> life would look like right now. Both physically, mentally, emotionally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But, um, man, my last words is, uh, I don't know. I feel like just like simplify this walk, man. Just mm. find something. Simplify the, the areas of our lives where we feel like, you know, we need to be A, B, and C as a man, but just let's focus on the internal work mm-hmm. and then just going in one direction, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and staying the course, whatever the healthy direction, hopefully, you know, of course. And if, and if you're in community, like Sam said, like you're walking with people. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that just long obedience in the same direction, man, that's something that that's really been – Something I'm holding on to this year, um, but yeah, it's good. great pod, man. It's certainly, it's good. The last yeah. one for until September. For all. Um, man, Sheesh. Sam has been an honor. Yes, Thank sir, you, man. Nice. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Definitely, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah this let is, people know you're. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say this. This couldn't have worked out any better. Shout out, Holy Spirit. Um, but yeah, man, let us know where we could find you, where we could. You know, I know you talked about your little, you know, break, but hey, mm-hmm. when you come back, yeah. Um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, and it's my name, Sam McKenrabade. 
Um, yeah, you, you, you gonna spell that for the folks? I was thinking about it, but I was like, <laughs> we'll, we'll just throw it in. There. I feel like I didn't get SB <laughs> approval, so I was just like, let me just chill. Like, Son, go ahead, do your not, thing, bro. Oh, do your thing. You don't need no approval, bro. Praise God. You've been clear, bro. God, been clear, God bro. is giving you so, approval. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can find me on YouTube by simply searching Sam. Last name of Kimra Bade is A K I N R I B as in boy, A D E. Um, so yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Have some content there that'll bless you. Um, yeah, so yeah, but yeah, you know where to find us at PROJ three three zero man. Like we yes, said, sir. we're coming back in the fall. Um, but yeah, man, if, if you like this episode, please, or if you're you know you listen to this and you thought of somebody, man, just feel free to. Pass it through to them, man. Yes, and and shout out to you for sticking with us. I know there's a lot of people that listen to these these episodes, and we're just thankful for y'all, man. We're definitely we're honestly honored, man, and we want to continue to keep bringing you guys this content. And you know, these breaks have been really crucial. Um, yeah, and us and bringing them back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Important. we thank you guys. We thank you guys for they letting us take this break. Now. Yeah, yeah, no. they definitely hit different, they hit different bro. Yeah. Um, but now, nah, man, we love you guys. Thank you guys. It's the Greater Podcast. Yes, sir. And we gone. You're...